0: I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. seriously recorded half of this episode and then I was like oh no it's not recording on the microphone and then went through this whole process and then realized that actually it was just because my headphones weren't plugged in but maybe I was recording to the microphone but now I don't know if I was or I wasn't but I'm starting again and that's totally fine. Before we get started I wanted to ask you where you are right now, Fertility Warrior, and how you're listening to this because it's such an interesting thing. I've had like all these people reach out to me and they're like I listen to you every day on my morning walk and Some people are like, I listen to you in the shower and I don't even know the logistics quite of how that works because I can't hear a thing when I'm in the shower. I love to listen to podcasts in the shower, but I don't, I can't. So if anyone knows, feel feel free to tell me, like, do you have a special speaker or something? But some people listen in the car and that's where I listen to podcasts as well. We're going to talk about, you know, something that you may disagree with me about and I definitely want you to let me know, but I'd love for you to screenshot this episode and let me know where, like how you're tuning into this episode, if you uh, like tune in weekly while you're going for a walk, but do make sure that you do like Robin Birkin in it because Otherwise, I won't find out that you've done it. Even if you share someone's post or something like that to your stories, something that I've just learned in the last month or so, which might be helpful to you, is that you actually have to re-tag them in it. So I would love for you to do that. And I also just wanted to say a really heartfelt thank you to you all because we've now got about 5,000 downloads per month or more than five thousand downloads per month so i'm feeling really quite grateful to you all really very humbled and just hoping that i am here helping you on your fertility journey i have worked i work so hard to give you episodes that not everyone is giving you and i try to keep it really interesting i try to really give you those practical tips for navigating treatment and yeah, I'm just feeling super grateful that so many of you subscribe and tune in to us every single week. I feel very grateful that so many people give us these beautiful reviews on Apple iTunes, and just thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to share a bit of my story, a little bit about what I've learned over the last eight years since we've started trying to conceive. And yeah, big thank you to you. So today. As you can see from the title, I'm talking about disagreeing with something, but that you might not disagree with me. And it comes from I joined TikTok, you guys. My identity is probably going to get stolen by a 46-year-old Chinese man because TikTok, I don't know if you know, it's owned by a Chinese company and there's lots of speculation that it has a lots of spyware in it, although I'm pretty sure that Facebook and Google and all of that know all of the details of my life and it's not like I don't pretty much publicly share everything on Instagram. So what's one more app knowing intimate details about my life? So anyway, I'm on TikTok. I think I'm mildly hilarious. I'm one of those people that likes to laugh at my own jokes. And I do a lot of light-hearted stuff because I feel like, you know, I do a lot of teaching on Instagram, a lot of infographics on, you know, how to survive. Like you can do this affirmations infographics on Instagram but I wanted to just add you know I do also do like a lot of jokes on Instagram but I wanted to do a lot of light-hearted stuff on TikTok and a lot of kind of infertility humor because I think we all need a laugh sometime sometimes and so that's what I do on TikTok I'm at Robin Birkin official and I posted this video of you know like all of the things that people say when we're on our fertility journey, you know, like, just relax and things like that. And I wrote in the caption, what's the biggest, like, bullshit story that people tell you? And someone wrote, like, lots of people were like, just relax, take a holiday, all that kind of stuff. But one person wrote that all these people who are telling me that I can still be happy and live a fulfilling life while I'm going through infertility. And I was, like, a little bit taken aback because, if y'all have listened to the podcast for a while, or if you've taken my programs or anything like that, that's kind of the crutch of what I teach and what I do. And I was like, no, like that's not a dumb thing. You can be happy. But then I looked back at my own journey. And if someone had told me a year into trying to conceive that actually you can feel really happy, have a fulfilled life whilst going through infertility and potentially being uh, having living a child-free life, I would have been like, well, you can just fuck right off (laughs) with that opinion. That's how I would have felt. And so whilst this lovely lady wrote this comment and I was like, no way that it is true. On the same token, I actually probably would have agreed with her in the initial stages of my journey. And maybe you, aren't, that's how you're feeling right now. And maybe like I'm here saying to you, you can be happy. You can, you know, have good emotional resilience and things like that. And you might be giving me like two fingers up, like, no, that doesn't apply to me. I can't feel like that, Robin. And so, what I wanted to do today was dive into three things. One was what is what does it look like to be coping well. On your fertility journey? What does it look like to like well, what is normal? What is the potential of how you can be feeling? And what are potentially some uh, like habits or acts or feelings that might indicate that you should seek some further help or like work with me or something like that. So what are like that some of the unhealthy signs that you might be seeing. So Um, full disclosure, um, I haven't 100% worked out like the format of how I'm going to do this, but I have written down some notes. Let's start off with what is actually normal. And what I wanted to say is that it's like when I talk about you can still be happy and you can still be fulfilled. I don't mean that you will be spending every day on your fertility journey like you're you know like skipping through the fields with beautiful yellow flowers and nothing is phasing you at all and then you go into your egg retrieval and you're like yes and then you you know the two week wait is just i mean like I do think you can kind of breeze through it, but it's not like, oh, this is pleasant. And then someone calls you and says, you've had a failed cycle. And you go, oh, well, maybe it was meant to be bullshit. No, that ain't normal. Okay. If you were like, this is how I feel, I'd be like, well, you're a fucking psycho. And actually something might not be right because there's a, there can be some habits that like we end up numbing too much that then it's like it can actually be a shitstorm storm inside. However, I would dare say that the majority of you would not be feeling like you're skipping through the fields and coasting through this and it's all super easy and nothing phases you um, and it's not hard or anything like that. There's no, I'm pretty sure no one feels that way, right? What is normal though? And what are maybe some normal ways that I feel would be coping with infertility. So if you cry and have like 24 hours or 48 hours after a failed cycle where you're like, this is bullshit, like what is going on and feeling sad and maybe feeling um, a bit angry, feeling like you've just dropped a ton of money down the drain, like you worked hard for that cheddar. So so it would be, you know, to ha- like in the space of a month or two weeks, just drop that down. That's normal to feel really disappointed and sad and angry that it hasn't happened yet. So what else might be normal? It's normal to feel scared and a little bit nervous that a cycle will not work. Okay. And to feel like, like, a little bit like, oh gosh, I, I, how are we going to afford to do another cycle? That's normal. Oh gosh, I'm a bit scared about the, you know whether or not this cycle will work. And that's normal. It's normal to have fears. We do a monthly Q&A in my program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. And one of our warriors said, what you focus on comes true. She was like, so if I have thoughts about my cycle failing or something like that, she's like, am I just like fucking shit up? And actually, no, it's imp- it would be impossible for you to not wonder, feel a little bit nervous, feel like have thoughts about a cycle potentially failing. That's it's normal to have fears. Everyone has fears. everything. This is where people, you know, when people talk about things like manifesting and stuff like that, and we had a big discussion about this in our monthly Q&A, but there's more parts to manifesting than just what you think about becomes reality. There's a big, huge step there that is called taking inspired action. It's the action that you take that can influence whether something will come true or not. Okay, and sometimes you might be self sabotaging your fertility in so many different ways. Every single person in the world has some fears and you know thoughts, and everybody in the world has like beliefs that they need to constantly check themselves with. But just having a fear doesn't make it come true. So every now and then thinking, oh gosh, like I'm quite worried, that, you know, if this cycle doesn't work, or what happens if I don't become a mum? It's quite it's normal to have those fears every now and then. Another thing that's quite normal is like making lifestyle changes for fertility. You might have to change up your diet. You might have to go and see any range of you know, have multiple people on your team other than just your RE or fertility specialist. That like there's multiple different lifestyle changes and things that you may need to fall pregnant. All of that stuff is normal. What what is also normal is Maybe having a little bit of fear, having to get over a hurdle of when someone says you need IVF or having a hurdle and like, you know, some hesitation thoughts that you need to work through. If someone says you need donor eggs or donor embryo or donor sperm, that's really normal behavior and probably quite healthy behavior to have that kind of stuff. So what is unhealthy behaviors that might indicate that you really need to seek some emotional support in order to take the next step forward. So one of these might be like truly obsessive behavior. So are you being strict and being obsessive are two very different things. You know in your heart if you're being really obsessive about your diet, if you are kicking yourself every time you eat something that wasn't on your fertility diet, if you are being like micro managing like all your macros and all of that kind of stuff, that is being obsessive on your journey. If you are, run completely ragged going to from the acupuncture clinic to the naturopath clinic you're eating the pineapple you're eating the french fries you're like standing on your head every night you're putting your legs up in the air for 25 minutes every time you have sex you're taking multiple ovulation tests and pregnancy tests every single month those are behaviors that are potentially not healthy poor sleep may also be one and it's like a lot of people will say to me when we start working together in the Fertility or Intensive, they fill out a questionnaire or we have a live and we talk about sleep. Lots of people will say to me, I fall asleep just fine. So some people will have trouble falling asleep and we always, you know, that kind of insomnia style. That's one thing. But a lot of people will say, I fall asleep just fine, but I wake up every night at 3 a.m. and I can't get back to sleep. And that's possibly a sign of multiple things. However, it's, it might be a sign that, The stress that you're under, like well, just the the adrenal burnout. So all of our hormones are so interconnected, but it might be starting to affect you in terms of like your melatonin and your cortisol kind of swap. Like one is supposed to increase during the day, decrease at night. One is supposed to increase during the night, decrease during the day. They can flip. And that's often what you will get when you have those like 3 a.m. wake ups it can start in, like manifesting its way in more physical ways such as poor uterine lining poor progesterone high prolactin all sorts of you know like low amh can sometimes be that this is all affecting you and you know because you will have like multiple signs of this isn't working and possibly also your internal systems screaming at you I need help but yet you're you're, like your subconscious is like you need help like you're not this is not working right and yet but you just push that to the side because of you know like the beliefs and things like that that we have so when it's occupying your every single thought and it's almost like you feel like you can barely function as a normal member of society anymore that your brain is just like foggy you can't really focus at work you're not doing your best work at work You may be constantly paranoid that you're not like that work might be significantly affecting your fertility and almost like you're hyper aware that everything could be ruining your fertility and constantly beating yourself up. Like the second that you wait, maybe you wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and the, the voice in your head's like, fuck you, Robin, don't. You need to go back to sleep. Like, go back to sleep now. Go back to sleep. You need to have good sleep for fertility. Go back to sleep. Um, And obviously, that's not going to help us go back to sleep. But it's like you're kicking yourself because you're like, stop ruining your fertility. Oh, my God, has this ruined the month? Those kind of behaviors are potentially not that healthy. That real desperation, like feeling like I need to be pregnant this cycle because if I'm not, I don't know how I'll ever get through another cycle. And what energy is your husband reflecting back to you that might be like a mirror for how you are coping with this so your husband might be like look at your husband and see is your husband giving you some subconscious or like flat stump uh, of my clients their husband straight up tell them signs that you're not coping very well with this are they like kind of giving you that hopeless look like they don't know what to do with you anymore that they've kind of tried to be the helper for you and because they're the one that, you know, knows at an intimate level how you are coping. But are they like subconsciously giving you the signs that they think you need some help? I think that that can be a really important reflector. And sometimes our husband, like sometimes one something that happens as well, though, is our husbands will be like, oh, you need help. I can't deal with this anymore. I really I'm really worried about you but they won't know what is right for you. It might, you know, you know what you want to do and you know what's right for you. They might not always know how to help you or you might want to go and do something like, go. I don't know, go see a therapist or something. And then they might be like, oh no, I don't think you should go to see a therapist. But you know in your heart whether or not you need this and whether or not you're coping with this because you're the one that's going through it. That's just a little bit of a side note. So those are kind of some clues that you might know. So it's not about being like free and easy and this is great and I'm dealing like this isn't, you know, nothing phases me. Oh, negative test, no worries. But, and you know, it's super normal to actually f- like feel cry and feel sad when you have failed cycles and things like that. There are super normal behaviours. There's also behaviours that aren't normal. And then I guess to talk about the transformation that I often help people with and what that looks like, I stumbled across it. On my journey with like let's say you know there were five to ten things which may be shifts in perspective daily habits uh, and things like that that I implemented and changed and then since then I mean that was it was in the space of like three to six months that I I just completely different person you would not recognize me uh, in terms of my mindset everything but then, you know, I've been the last 6 years researching, testing, working with people about what like really works. And so there, you know, there's so much more that I've been able to help with people with and I'm really grateful for that. But what kind of a transformation do people feel? So one of the things that people feel is feeling quite calm during the 2 week wait rather than desperate and like they can't resist testing. So so many people are like, oh, my God, for the first time, I actually feel calm, like I can sit back and just live my life and have some fun, go out with friends, do what I need to do and just see how this plays out. So that feeling of calm energy rather than the second that you hit ovulation starting to feel really desperate like this has to happen, knowing that if it fails, You'll be okay and that you can handle it. Okay. So rather than feeling like if this fails, you don't have the strength to continue and don't know how on earth you would ever be able to do another cycle, which is why everything hinges on this cycle. Feeling like you have more energy, right? So sometimes, like, rather than feeling completely drained. And, like, the cycle that you're in is taking everything out of you and it's like you're operating on an empty tank of petrol or gas, If for all my U.S. listeners, gas, um, feeling like there's no gas in the tank. But people, like, once they take the program, they often will be like, oh, no, I feel like I have the energy to keep going. Like, this isn't make or break on this cycle. I can keep going if I need to and I have the energy for a pregnancy, the energy in the space for a pregnancy and the energy in the space for parenthood. Both of those also require energy and it's a very big misconception that like literally 100% of people, whether they've, however they've coped with infertility and things like that, realize that, you know, like, if we think that infertility is a marathon, they discover that it's like the finish line, like it's not like you can stop running as soon as you get pregnant, it it just continues. You need so much emotional, physical, spiritual energy to be able to continue on your journey into pregnancy and beyond. They stop numbing out their feelings and start actually feeling their feelings. So sometimes people will join my program. And then in the first four weeks, I have these like emotional breakdowns. I'll be like, Oh my God, what's going on? And then they'll feel like suddenly they can start coping with everything. But it's possibly because especially type A's like me, and this is, this is classic Robin. I would numb out my feelings and I wouldn't feel them. And then all of a sudden it was like, I was breaking down more and more often before I like had changed everything, but it was a different type of crying. Like, it was crying as in I couldn't cope and it all got too much, like this big explosion of emotions, whereas I cry sometimes, now, I wouldn't say I cry all the time. but when I cry, it's like this beautiful release of emotions. Um, and sometimes I cry when I'm happy, sometimes I cry when I'm sad and I didn't kind of didn't have that. like I didn't it's like I wasn't really experiencing happiness and now I've experienced you know this time where I do feel. Like cry sometimes from happiness. Like I just cry because I'm in touch with my feelings again and people have that. Feeling hopeful for the first time rather than desperate and fearful. The overarching emotion is like hopeful and positive. Feeling like they have healthy rituals. So we teach a few like sort of rituals and things to do uh, on the journey. Whereas beforehand, there might be things like binge eating, binge TV watching, binge Googling, binge ovulation and pregnancy testing sometimes it's binge alcohol these kind of like binging out so that then they can numb out their feelings where we have more healthy habits like journaling Um, we teach a specific way to journal in the program that can help you actually release emotions feel emotions process emotions which so many people don't do and then foster a sense of positivity Um, And then just generally feeling worth it and enough. So rather than constantly feeling like you don't know how you're going to do it and that you're not enough of a wife, of a human, of a woman, knowing that you are enough, knowing that you can have a fun life and feeling like you are worthy of it. It's not like you haven't done anything to ruin it. You haven't, like, got some kind of karma uh, from a past life, but just knowing that it's a process that you have to go through. I guess I just wanted to share with you ha- my feelings on that beautiful lady who commented on my TikTok post. And that if you, you know, I completely understand if you are in the space right now that you feel like it wouldn't be possible for you to feel happy, but that I see it every day. This is what I do. And it's not just like people. People take my programs. We've had more than a hundred people, much more than a hundred people take the Fertility Warrior Intensive program and come out feeling like, yes, actually it is possible. If you wanted to learn more about what are some of the things that were big game changers on my journey and some of the ways in which I changed, I have a free PDF for you. If you go to bit.ly, B I T dot L Y slash fertility warriors game changers, all one word, all lowercase, so bit.ly slash fertility warriors game changers, head there and download a free PDF. Uh, it tells you a little bit about my story, but it tells you a lot about that moment when everything changed and how some of the changes that I made really helped me like speed on to get pregnant faster and also you know create the energy the space the positive mindset that I needed to then fall pregnant thank you so much for listening as I said I'd love for you to reach out and say hello to me on Instagram so you can DM me anytime. I tr- I really try to work hard to reply to all of my DMs, but I would also love for you to screenshot this episode and tag me. Let me know your thoughts. Do you disagree? Do you feel like being able to feel fulfilled, being able to have moments of happiness is possible for you on your fertility journey? Or do you also feel like when people say that it's a complete crock of shit? Reach out and let me know. You are entitled to any and all opinions, so you are fully welcome to disagree with me, but I would love to know your opinions on that. Thank you for tuning in, and I cannot wait to chat with you at the next podcast episode. Bye. Okay, Warrior, I need to ask you a huge favour. Did you know that the Fertility Warriors podcast comes out every Wednesday? So why not subscribe so that you get notified of future episodes? But also, if you liked this episode, and especially if you're a long-term listener, you would make my day if you would jump into your podcast player and leave me a written review. Seriously, I live for these. But more importantly, they tell the podcast gods that this podcast is helpful so that they can send it out to more people and you can help me help others in the process. I would be ever so grateful for a podcast review. But lastly, Warrior, I need to also let you know I am not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me and the information in this podcast is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information you hear on the Fertility Warriors podcast for professional advice. And know that, girl, in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. Please check out my website, robinberkin.com if you would like to read my full terms and conditions.